Today, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Soon afterward, he journeyed to a city called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd accompanied him. As he drew near to the gate of the city, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he was moved with pity for her, and said to her, Do not weep. He stepped forward and touched the coffin. At this the bearers halted, and he said, Young man, I tell you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, exclaiming, A great prophet has arisen in our midst, and God has visited his people. This report about him spread through the whole of Judea and in all the surrounding region. The Gospel of the Lord. We must recognize it. Let us be honest. It's not easy to forgive. It is true that we may forgive some people easily, but we must recognize that when the offense comes from a person we love very much, the pain is much greater, and therefore the healing process and the decision we need to make is much more difficult for forgiveness to be real and truly profound. As Jesus told us in Sunday's Gospel, if we do not start from this reality, it will be difficult for God's grace to penetrate deep in our souls and grant us what we often long for but cannot achieve with our own strength. Forgiveness is hard, and yet Jesus said to Peter, we must forgive up to 70 times 7. In other words, we must always forgive, because our Father in Heaven always forgives. This is one of the most essential tenets of our faith so we cannot overlook it. If we are Christians, if we call ourselves followers of Jesus, and we seek every day to fall in love with His love, excuse the redundancy, if we seek every day to know Him and to enter into the intimacy of His heart, a heart so big and so loving that He came to this world to forgive us, not to condemn us, we must affirm that if we do not forgive from the heart, we will not be able to see God face to face. He will not forgive us. But there is no need to be afraid. Forgiveness is something that we must always sincerely ask for with all our heart and seek it with all our resolve, willingly. We should say to ourselves, I can forgive. I can have mercy for that person who hurt me so much. I can forgive even the one who was ill to me in a way that seems humanly unforgivable. I can forgive because, indeed, I need it to live in peace. It seems to me that while reflecting on today's glimpse of the gospel, it is impossible not to be amazed by such a miracle. We are listening to the, one of the most marvelous passages, one that should move everybody, especially mothers, or else they have no heart. How can we not be amazed at this scene in which Jesus symbolically intercepts, we could say, a procession of death, of pain, of sadness, 
of anguish, of despair, and transforms it into one of life, full of joyful wonder and astonishment at what he has done. Jesus enters, we could say, the processions of death passing through this world. Either those which pass by our side are those ones that pass through our heart. And he enters to stop them, to touch them, to turn death and sorrow into life and joy. Does this not amaze you? Do we not believe that Jesus can halt us while carrying a coffin with a dead man who took away the joy of life that filled us so much just until a while before? I think it is nice to reflect upon the image of such processions of life and death. Like I am telling you as I heard and read about them, I don't remember exactly where. Jesus and those who came with him walked full of life, which came from the joy of healing those in need. People were following Jesus, and suddenly they encountered a procession in which there was a dead young man and his mother, who was in deep sorrow, wanting to die. It was a procession of death, like so many others around us. But our Savior does not skip it, as we sometimes do when pain comes and knocks at the door of our life, or as we face it right on the street. On the contrary, He gets in there to give life, to touch, to comfort, to resurrect. What surprises you about today's gospel? Ask yourself this question so that you can reap the fruit from it. I am surprised that Jesus so freely and even ironically says, Don't weep, to a widowed woman who is taking her only son to be buried. It amazes me that Jesus might say such a thing in a situation like this. Is there anything more necessary and humane than crying when you have lost your dearest one? What loving mother would not weep in pain in such a moment? I ask myself, is it that Jesus doesn't have a heart but wants to save one? How come? Evidently, Jesus does have a heart, but it is good for us to ask ourselves why he would say such words. Tell us, dear Lord, teach us. We are confronted with words that seem ironic, but I am convinced that Jesus' message is not the same we sometimes say in painful situations as a way to comfort others. How many times have we told ourselves or someone else, don't cry? Sometimes we refrain from crying simply out of pride to appear strong in supporting others, pretending that by showing our apparent strength we will help others to cope with their suffering. We do it to demonstrate that we are not weak because we do not want to be seen as fragile. That is why we have been even taught that kind of strength as a value that we pass on to our children, as if crying out of pain or grief was an undesirable thing to do. However, Jesus, we must say, did not feel or think like that. He did cry and did not cover his face out of shame so that they would not see him like we do. Jesus's do not weep conveys a different attitude and message. It is the weep not, for there is hope. It is the do not weep, for I will console you. It is the weep not of those who trust in eternal life. It is the blessed are those who weep, for they shall be comforted. It is the weep not of faith. It is the weep not because this, in reality, is not the end. Don't worry. I would go as far as to say that it is the weep not of allowing yourself to weep, knowing that grieving like this will not have the last word in our life. Jesus' words mean total trust, the certainty of knowing that something new 
can always come out. Only the one who knows this and thinks like Jesus can weep as he wept, knowing that suffering is only a transition to purify our pains. Let us weep. Let's shed our tears. Weep if you are sad. Cry if you have a pain that seems to be impossible to get rid of. Do it, but weep as Jesus wept. Let us weep but allowing Jesus to enter into that procession of death in our lives so that we may recover the lost joy in the face of so much suffering. Let us weep like that mother, but raising our heads to let Jesus give us back our dead son in our arms so that we can start anew. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.